to dive into the Word of God. We've got a new year. It's exciting. Does anybody remember when I preached last year at the first year of the or the first service of the year? No, I cheated. I went and looked it back up. Nobody remembers it. Good, because I'm preaching the same thing. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I know about. I'm just kidding. It's different. But like last year, I talked about New Year, New Life, and I talked about how with the New Year we have an opportunity to change our lives and to do things differently. But this year. I'm talking about new year, new levels. Ooh. What does that mean to everybody? What do you guys think of when you hear that phrase? New year, new levels. What? New year, new goals. Yeah, new goals. Right, right, right. Anybody else? What do you think about when you hear new year, new level? Judah, what do you think? Mm. I mean, that's like more new year, new ways to get closer to God. Yeah, get closer to God. Yes, yes. There are requirements. There are requirements. There are new levels. Zane. Eh? <clears throat> like leveling up, right? Yeah. Is very good, yes. I was going to say, I was thinking of video games. You're so awesome, you know what Ryan, see, you think like me, homeboy, because that's exactly what I was thinking of, and I was waiting for someone to say that, yes? Uh, Malia said that she thought of that song that we sang at BBS that's Raise the Game, so it's all about oh, loving yeah. God and raising. Yeah, the kids got good music. The kids' department, they jam, dude. They got some good tunes. But yes, New Year, New Levels. And that's what I was thinking about, Ryan. I was thinking about video games. Has anybody ever played a video game in here? No, yeah, I right? I got the right crowd for that question. We'd be playing some games around here, right? Zane got an Oculus for Christmas, right? Who else got an Oculus? You got an Oculus too, didn't you? Yeah, we just, we just linked our accounts so we can play together. But yes, we all play video games. Nowadays, it's totally different. When me and Nate were young, video gaming was quite different. Arcade machine. I tried to explain that to my kids the other day. Like, you guys got games everywhere. You got games on your phone. You got phone, tablet, computer, Xbox, Oculus, all of this stuff that never existed when I was your guys' age. You know what we had when we were your age? Game Boy. We were our only options. Sega Genesis. If you could get your hands on a Sega Genesis, that was really cool. Or the original Nintendo, like Duck Hunt and Mario. Duck Hunt was good. And you know, it's some of these games, though, I still play them. Like, they're still good. They're still good. Nan's got a Game Boy that I am so jealous of. I can't see straight. But he's got a, like, a, like a retro Game Boy with like loaded games on it. It's so sick. You guys have to ask him to see it sometime. Please tell me it's Pokemon. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's shaking his head yes. He's got a lot. Question. How much does it go for on like Amazon? Oh, they're not that. They're not that expensive. Guys. I'll, I'll show it to you. Yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll. I brought up a good topic because they are into that. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm jealous. I am into it. Like I saw them playing it, I'm like, man, I want one of those. But it, with me, it reminded me back when I was a kid because that was all we had. Like we didn't have Xbox consoles. Playing online, like my kids play with people all over the world. I'm like, this is so weird. Like. We had, you actually had to come over and sit in our house and eat our crappy snacks if you wanted to play our video games together. Like, that was the only other way. But you guys got it made with all of these new levels that we see in technology. Ooh, that was a good time. 
But I'm talking about going to new levels. I'm talking about going to new levels spiritually. Nice. Now, does anybody agree or disagree with the fact that there are levels spiritually? Amen. Yeah. Everybody see that? Like there are levels spiritually. Yeah, I think like, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you've gone to another level. Exactly. Okay, so there's one right there. The From being lost yep. to being saved is a level. Like you've leveled it's up. The <laughs> you level up. You can't be the boss, but now you can't. Yeah, you beat the boss that was trying to keep you down, so now you get to go to the next level. But leveling up is important in our lives because that's how we get better. Right. I seen a guy one time that was like a bodybuilder, and he was like huge, like muscles on top of muscles. Anybody ever see a bodybuilder like that where you're like, what do you do for a living? Like, why do you need that many muscles? Like, I understand if you're a Marine and you're fighting for the freedom of our country, then yes, pack on some muscle. But if you're working at IKEA, I don't, I don't understand it. But there's some people that get into bodybuilding and they build these amazing muscles. So I seen this picture of this guy that was like that, and he's like rip, ripping his shirt out. Sam Souls? No, I didn't get his name, but I just seen a picture of. But what stuck out to me, yes. My mom saw a picture of a 68-year-old woman who was extremely strong. Yeah, that's going to be me. She didn't show it to you? See, you've seen it too, then. That's awesome. But yes, what stood out to me, though, guys, is when this, this muscular guy standing there with all these muscles bulging out, he was wearing his shirt, and his shirt said something on it that made me think. His shirt said, stronger than yesterday. Mm. And I started thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, I like, nobody gets that way overnight. Like, I was watching some interview with John Cena, who was ridiculously ripped as well. But he talked about how he started working out when he was 13 years old. And I was like, wow, that's like to me, I thought that was a little late in life. Like to see someone that ripped, I thought that boy was probably working out when he was five years old. But he didn't. He didn't even start working out until he was like 13. Like, and they showed pictures of him when he was young, and it was like skinny. But then now you see him, and he's like huge. And I know there are some corners that we can cut to get that way, but <laughs> it also still requires a lot of dedication, and it requires a lot of persistence to reach that level of bodybuilding. Like, you don't just wake up one day and you're a bodybuilder. Like, nobody... I have seen some pictures of some kids that were like five years old that were like ripped out of their minds. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, they looked like they were really born that way. But it requires us to work at this. Now, yes, the last question. I saw, like, a picture of, like, a nine-year-old kid that had, like, a six-pack abs, and that was stronger than everybody in this room. Right. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. We're going to pay attention, guys. But listen up. So, they didn't get this way overnight. Now, has anybody ever played a video game that was just so easy, it wasn't fun? Yeah. You guys have played some video games like that, right? You played some games where it's just like, alright, this is boring and pointless. But then there's the, also the games. Has anybody ever had a game that you play? That makes you so mad you have to rage quit. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Yep, see? There's some of that. Operation. I'm not gonna lie, Monopoly. Like, Monopoly. I've never finished a game of Monopoly. I'll be dead honest. I've never finished a game of Monopoly. It, it is it is that is a crazy game to play. Like 
I, like, Monopoly always starts off with like, everything's good, let's play a game, family time, and then by the end of it, it's like, I hate you! You won't give me boardwalk! Like, that's always the way it ends at the end. Like, Monopoly's crazy like Because it's, it's a complicated game, and you're and, like counting on the person next to you to be a little bit generous, but that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is Monopoly, so I'm supposed to try to beat everybody. But there are other games that we used to play. I had a buddy, I had a friend that we used to play video games with me, and, and like, I went over his house and was hanging out with him, and next to his gaming chair was a broken paddle. It was like this old Xbox paddle that was broken, and it was like beat up, and I was like, why do you have this broken paddle? Like, why don't we throw it away? And he goes, because the next time I want to break my paddle, I break the broken one instead, and it makes me feel better. So he literally kept his broken paddle next to him, so when he would rage out, he would just slam his broken paddle on the ground, and he didn't have to buy a new paddle every week. So smart. It's kind of smart, I guess. But I'm like, I was thinking, like, you should probably just find a different game. <laughs> find a game that you're good at, because that game's not working out for you. The game's not fun at that point. And games are supposed to be fun, right? I don't know. It was probably Madden. I think it was oh, that Madden. Makes sense. I think it was old school Madden too. So, <laughs> but I, it was funny because he always like raged out like that, and I always watched people do that. But there was some good that came when they reached the next level. Right. There was some good that came to beat the game that you've been trying to beat for forever. Like, has anybody had a game that worked at for a long time and you finally beat it? Dark Souls Three. Doesn't it make you sick when you talk to somebody and they're like, "Oh, I did that in like four hours." Like, oh my god, like, how did you level up that quickly when it takes me forever to even beat the first stage? But there are people who are good at that stuff. There's people who've been playing it longer and they've gotten better at it. I, I, I've been a speedrun in a, it was like a very slow game, and I was, I was like, I'm I was really good at the game. I was two seconds off of a world record. Ooh, I mean, that's it. Nice, nice. And, but I just could not beat my record. But you didn't get there all the night, right? It took some work, right? It took some dedication. It took you plugging in and making your mind up that you were going to be good at this game. Elijah, were you good at the guitar the first time you played it? No. Ryan, first you time you played the drums? Yes, he was yeah, amazing. Was right off the bat. Like, he came out of the womb tapping on the drums. <laughs> but it requires us to put in some dedication. It requires us to learn. It requires us to, to be strong and to hold on when it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Like, sometimes you, you, you might have picked up a guitar and thought, you know, this isn't for me. <laughs> but it took some time to get into that and to figure that skill out and to reach the next level. Right. I'm, I'm talking about all this, guys, because I, I want to call us this year. Like, last year, we took over the youth group. We've been here over a year now. So all of last year, I was focused on making sure that we had the fundamentals down. Making sure that you guys understood about one God. Making sure that you guys understood about baptism. Making sure that you guys understood about what the Holy Ghost is and how we receive it. And making sure that you guys have that information because that's how we level up spiritually. And it's important. Right. And we're going to continue that this year. That's why we're doing these Bible talks, guys. Like, I don't want people just to accept what I say because I say it. Like, that's crazy. But we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved. We're supposed to know what the Word of God says. And I talked about that a lot right before Christmas, about looking for Jesus. And that we don't look for the living among the dead. Right. Like, I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to look among the dead. I want to look among the living. And the Bible is the living Word of God. Right. And it tells us 
how to level up our lives and how to become better at living for Jesus. Wow. So I want to practice that this year. Wow. This year, I want to challenge all of you guys to a new level. I want to challenge you guys to do something you haven't done for God before. I don't know what it is. I don't know where everybody's level at. Like we all got different levels, but we all can go higher. You know, like I'm the pastor up here, and guess what? There's a lot of levels that I want to reach. There are levels that I want to reach this year. This revival service, guys, this revival service is an opportunity to take our church to a new level. Like we want to push this because this is what living for God is all about. If I'm not reaching new levels, the game's going to get boring, and I'm not going to want to play no more. But as long as I'm reaching new levels and I'm seeing new things and it's worth it, I don't want anybody to come to our youth group, get saved, and go, okay, well, I'm done with that. That's boring. I'm going to go do something else now. Because there's always new levels that we can reach. Hold on. I'm going to talk now. I want you guys just to pay attention. Because I want you guys to reach new levels. I want you guys to be excited about it. There is no stopping. There's always something else that we can do for Christ. There's always something else that he's got ready for us. Our God's not dead. We're not dead. We're alive in Him. So we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to get better at what we're doing. Right. So. What was that? The games that are hardest are the best. Yes. They really are. And that's the same thing with living for God. Like sometimes living for God's hard, but that's actually for our own good. Because it's teaching us things. It's growing us. It's preparing us. And in the end, we get to live with Him for eternity. So it's going to be great no matter what. But let's jump into the Word of God today, guys. I've got a scripture that I found this past week I put on my heart, and I feel like it really speaks to where we are today and where we're going this year. So we're going to jump into Colossians chapter 3. Does anybody know where Colossians is in the Bible? No. I, I, I have a C-section. In Colossians. Oh. And I, don't know, I ignored that too. So I ignored that too. But... Colossians, when I asked where it was in the Bible, I was really just expecting New Old Testament. We went down some crazy paths. Does anybody want to tell me Old Testament, you think? No? New Testament. Now let me give you a hint. I said that this scripture shows us how we can level up. So it's going to be a part of the Bible that actually speaks directly to us. Would that be New Testament or Old Testament. Yeah, come on, preach. It is the whole You're correct. But when it comes to setting up our lives, we find that in the New Testament. Because what is the Old Testament? The Old Testament is a schoolmaster type and shadow. It shows us things, teaches us lessons. But the New Testament actually directly speaks into your life. It tells you how you're supposed to live as a Christian. So Colossians is in the New Testament. And let's take a look at it, guys, because this is a very good scripture here. Living a new life. New level. New level. New year, new life, new level. This is all about explaining to us how we live this new life. Because nobody in here is not saved, right? You're not allowed to be in my youth group and not be saved. If you're in my youth group, you're going to be saved before you know it. <laughs> but how do we live after we receive that? Yes, you, Caleb. <laughs> How do we live after we've received that? How do we do that? Because is that all it's about, guys? Is this all about just repent, get baptized, receive the Holy Ghost, and then just sit around and wait until Jesus comes back? No, no. 
No, it's not. We've got more levels to reach. Even in the beginning, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost was dropped on them, it came with instructions. Go, save the whole world. Like, speak the good news everywhere you go. Tell people about what Jesus has done. Yes, live like Jesus. Like, these are levels. These are levels. So I can stop. I can get baptized, get filled with the Holy Ghost. I can stop there. But I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. Now, this is, I wasn't planning on talking about this tonight, but Holy Ghost is leading and guiding here. Anybody ever heard, or have you even heard of, the two inheritances? Yes. I've been looking into that and studying this week. Two inheritances. Does that make sense to anybody? Yes. yes. No. How does it make sense? Uh, because, uh, it makes sense because, uh, you're talking about the one with uh, Abraham? No, I'll explain. There are two inheritances. Now, if you're born, you're inherited, right? Saul has my inheritance. He was born into my family. So he has my name. He has my looks. A little bit. He's got a lot of his mama's looks. But he, he is inherited. Now, Zane, very good. Zane, come up here. Come up here. Zane's got a really... You're going to be a great point to this story. Because Zane is special. Everybody think Zane's special? Zane's special. We love Zane around here. Not that kind of special. I'm talking about a good special. <laughs> Zane's a good kid. I've been excited to get to know him more lately. Zane, no, you... Oh, yeah, okay, you can go get a hug. Go we'll get a hug in the middle of this. But there's something unique about Zane that I didn't know about until a couple of weeks ago that he told me you're adopted, right? Yep. You don't mind me saying that, do you? Yep. Okay, because he's adopted because he, he's loved. His dad loves him and adopted him. So he is a little bit like all of us. Because guess what? All of us were adopted too. Right? right? We were all adopted into Christ's family. Come on. Right? Come on. So when Zane got adopted, he was automatically put into his inheritance. Enough, guys. You guys get this. This is good. Listen. When Zane was adopted, he was automatically put into his father's inheritance. Right? You got his name? But one thing that happened is when I got adopted by my dad, I never realized that. Oh, you were always loved. Exactly. God's always loved you. So listen though. When you were adopted, you got his inheritance, right? You got his name. You belong to your father now. You live in his house. When he dies, you will get another inheritance, right? So you guys see, you guys see the two different inheritances, right? You can go sit down now. Thank you for that. But we have one inheritance when we're born into a family. We inherit a name. We inherit a status. We inherit a family. We inherit this the minute that we're born into a family. The minute we're adopted into a family. We get that initial inheritance. However, Zane, you don't own everything your dad has right now, though, right? You don't want to get right. You're pretty much too. You're right. But you haven't got access to his bank account. You haven't got the keys to his house. You haven't got the key. Okay, you might have the keys to the car. He gave you a key to his car? It means your dad can have a talk. <laughs> no, but but you haven't received everything that your father's got. When your father dies, he's gonna give you everything he has, right? 
trust me with you trust me with the last of the Lord, I don't have keys. Exactly. To every so listen to my point. So you inherited his name, you inherited his family, you inherited this stuff the minute that you, you were born, or the minute you became adopted, the minute you became his child. But you haven't inherited everything that he has for you. He has a reward for being his son. My dad has a reward for me being his son. But I haven't received it yet because he hasn't passed away yet and he hasn't given me this reward yet. However, I could mess that up, right? Like if I ignore my dad and I move away and I never call him again and I never talk to him again and I never have anything to do with him, then I might not end up in that will, right? Right. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with God, guys. We were given two inheritances. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you take his name, you become a part of his family, you receive that inheritance immediately. It says that he is in high places still speaking about you. You get that inheritance immediately. But sometimes it doesn't feel any different. Like, I'm still going through life. I'm still dealing with things. Cars still breaking down. Loved ones passing away. Things are still going on in this life, and I'm still dealing with this. But I haven't got some of the promises that I've been promised in my inheritance. Right. I don't get that until I die and go to heaven one day. And then I get the inheritance that's been promised for me from the beginning of time. So there are two different inheritances. You can get an inheritance the minute you believe God. You're put in a high place. You're written, your name's written in the Lamb Book of Life. But you haven't received eternity yet. You haven't received life without death. You haven't received no tears. You haven't walked on streets of gold yet. You haven't given a mansion. You haven't received all of these things yet because the inheritance hasn't been fulfilled correctly. However, there are people who get saved... But they don't really care about their inheritance. They don't even think about it. Some people don't even look at it that way. Some people have never viewed it this way. They only look at it like there's one inheritance. Okay, now I'm God's child. I've gotten everything I'm supposed to get. Now I'm saved and done. They don't realize that there's another whole inheritance ahead of us. Like we, yeah, Jesus talks several times in the Bible about building up treasures, about setting up in high places. Every time he walks in, I'm like, uh oh. I better hurry up. <laughs> that means they're done up front. If they're done up front, we're supposed to be done back here. But there are new levels to living for Jesus. And I want us this year to reach some new levels. We're going to do some different stuff, guys. If you haven't laid hands on someone and prayed for them, we're going to try that out this year. If you haven't spoken tongues, we're going to try that out this year. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, we're going to try that out this year. Because this year, we're focusing on reaching new levels. Amen. So I'm going to try to read through these scriptures really quick. <laughs> I didn't get to any slides. What is going on? Alright. Living the new life. Verse number one, it says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. That's what I'm talking about, about the inheritances, guys. We can think about the things of this earth. Okay, I'm saved now. Okay, yep, I made it. My life's okay now. But these are things of this earth. There are other things in heaven that we're supposed to be working towards. We're supposed to be building mansion in heaven. We're supposed to be reaching the lost so they can make it to heaven. And all of these things that we do for God 
come with blessings and bring us to another level of heaven. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. That's the inheritance I was talking about. Now you guys see that second inheritance. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, purity, lust. Remember when you asked about that scripture? Here we go. And evil desires. Do not be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So there's some things, guys, here that he's telling us. If we want to reach this new level, right. there's some things we've got to get rid of. Right. Like There's some things that we can't, we can't take to this new level, guys. Right. If I want to reach new levels in Christ, I've got to quit living like the dead. I've got to quit participating in the dead. I've got to start living for Christ. I've got to remember that it's not all over with just because I've been saved. That's my first inheritance, but there's another whole inheritance that I'm working towards. And the only way I'm going to get there is by letting the stuff that's dead go and living for Christ. And we, oh, okay, I was going to read the same one again. Because of your sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of the world, but now it is time for you to get rid of anger and rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Do not lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. So these are things we've got to get rid of, guys. We've got to go to a new level. I've got to get rid of some of the stuff that's still part of the old level. It's not part of this level where I'm going. Right, right. Next scripture. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become more like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you were a Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. So it doesn't matter what you were before you came to Christ. So many times in my life, that's prevented me from going to new levels with God because I remember who I used to be. But it's time for us to forget about who we were and worry about reaching the next level in Christ. Right. Since God chose you to be a holy people he loves, you must clothe clothe yourself in tenderhearted mercy. Now, here are some of the things that we should be working in, guys, if we want to reach this new level. We need to have mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, making allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Those last two are a little hard. They're a little hard. But that's what we're called to do. If I want to go to another level in Christ, I'm not going to get there if I'm acting like old Dan. It's time to start acting like the new creature he's called me to be. And this this is the new creature. Someone who's got mercy. So when things go wrong, I'm going to forgive you. Someone who's kind. You ever heard of those guys? Yeah. Like, I know some good Christians. They had a lot of good traits. This wasn't one of them. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't want to be accused of that. Like, I want to make sure that people know we're kind. You're loving. This is how the world knows that you're safe. And this is how we reach new levels in Him. Gentleness, humility, patience. You know how big patience is? My, my old guitar player, he's a pastor now. Drummer. He's a pastor now. But he was uh, telling me he just read a whole book about patience and how important patience was to the early church. 
and how important it still is to us. But these are things that we're going to have to start practicing. Forgiving other people. Because remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Sarah, do come play. I'm not going to get through all these slides today. I'm going to have to get back on them next week. That is fine. You're right. Thank you. But it is fine because the Holy Ghost had its way in this room. And we got to hear from what God wants us to hear today. Because this year, God's calling all of us to a new level in Him, guys. Yeah. He doesn't want you to get bored playing this game because you're <laughs> on the same level. He doesn't want you thinking this game doesn't go anywhere because you're in the same spot. He wants to show you that there are some higher levels that you can reach. There are some amazing things that you can do for God. And guess what? It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter who you used to be. Jew, Gentile, slave, free, barbaric. None of that matters. Because you belong to Christ. And Christ will use anybody he wants. Anybody who's willing. Anybody who's ready to go to the next level. Let's all stand real quick. And if you want to hit those lights over there. We talked about in the beginning about how video games can make you rage quit. Now my buddy tried to break his paddle all the time and got so frustrated. But guess what, guys? We also talked about how there's a guy who beat the game in three hours. There's always somebody who knew how to get away around it. Because there's a system to every game, guys. There's a method to everything that we're doing. And if we do it the right way, the game's not hard. But if I keep trying to beat the game the wrong way, the only thing it leads me to be is frustrated and wanting to break things and not being able to realize because I can't make it to the next level. Right. So over this next year, guys, we're going to be talking a lot about what we need to do to reach these levels. We're going to be talking about what God's calling you to do. But it's all going to matter about whether or not you're ready to go to the next level of God. Is anybody sick of being on this level? Anybody sick of being on the level you're at? And it's not that it's a bad level. I'm a youth pastor. This is a great level. But guess what, guys? I'm sick of it. I want to go higher. I want to go more. Like, I want to reach this whole world. That's the only way Jesus is coming back. So I want to reach the whole world. So let's move forward at this time. Come on, gather around. Singers, if you'll come help me. It doesn't matter if you tell me you're ready to go to the next level or not. I'm not important. But right now is an opportunity for you to let Jesus know that you're ready to go to the next level. No.